welcome back to the Dakota Student Podcast. I'm your host, Mason, and today I'm joined by Molly and Ben. How are you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I am very sleepy. Very sleepy. And I'm not Joe Biden. <laughs> um, so I'll start the day. Let's continue on our discussion about the stocks. We have GME crashing pretty hard, along with, honestly, all the other meme stocks, AMC, BlackBerry. Nokia, they all crashed pretty hard. Not as much as GameStop. But um, I think last time we talked, GameStop was up around 120, I want to say. Ben, does that sound right? I believe it was 120. I know that it, we know it peaked uh, that, that Wednesday night at like 483. Yeah, 480, think, something. I think when we were talking, and I think, and then that Friday it had peaked at 325. And then at Monday, it had fallen $100 and then was down to 90 And currently, it looks like when it closed today, it closed at $60 with after hours trading, trading uh, dropping it down to $59.79, it looks like. So pretty much, it's now almost back to where it was back on January 22nd around the Wall Street bets start before it went massive that during that week. Well, I think it's pretty safe to say that the hedge funds have now covered their shorts for AMC and Nokia, assumably. Maybe not GameStop because that's still, you know, significantly higher than what they'd like to pay. And I bet they got that, you know, for a couple bucks. So paying sixty bucks, it's quite a big difference. Um yeah, I think that's near the end of the meme stocks. And uh I guess we'll have to stay tuned on Reddit Wall Street bets for the next explosion. I think this is the second time they've done this, so I'm sure it'll happen again. Probably not for a long time, but who knows? So on top of the stocks, there's also been a crypto boom. You know, I know last week we saw somewhat of a crypto boom, but Dogecoin is reaching for new heights. It is past eight cents last time I checked. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but um Considering it was at 0.007 uh, a week ago, that is an exponential boom. Um, uh, Bitcoin as well is also popping off. They were at 30K two weeks ago, and now it's up to 45 or so. And that has a lot to deal with, or at least I think so. I don't know if you guys agree, but Tesla hopped on the Bitcoin train and put in 1.5 billion. And they will also be accepting Bitcoin uh, as payment for cars soon. So, like James said last week, it's it's going to be uh, you know coming to the point where businesses are investing a lot of money into valuable cryptos such as Bitcoin. Molly, what's your take on the whole crypto stocks? I mean, honestly, I wish I. I knew more like I wish I was able to uh, be involved. Um, it's interesting. My brother, <laughs> I was, I think, still at Plymouth. So 2017, 16, my brother literally came home from school and he goes, Molly, I bought a bunch of Bitcoin like it's going to pop off like you wait and see you wait and see. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but like, okay. And then like, it did end up popping off and he made so much money from it. Um, so, I mean, I think it's interesting that like Tesla like bought or like in, 
best, what is it? Buying part of it? I don't know what the terminology of any- I would say it's uh, procuring an asset, maybe. I don't know the correct terminology, but yeah, you did consider an asset on the balance sheet. Right, and then like, I think it's that interesting that they're invested in this and then they're now gonna like start accepting that as payment. I don't know. Very interesting. And I think it also has a lot to do with like, what does, or like, what is the worth of like the American dollar? Like clearly nothing anymore. So I don't know. I think that's a big point of it. I think, uh, you know, with Tesla enabling buying with Bitcoin, a lot more businesses will also hop on that trend. And, you know, this may be the, the start of this, decentralized currency that uh, so many have hoped for for years. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I was saying I'm going to buy Bitcoin in the next dip and I saw it at 30K. I didn't realize that that was the dip. <laughs> I guess I should have bought then. But um, yeah, it, it's not looking like it's slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's slowing down, especially now with Tesla doing a large asset it already increased the price what up to forty four thousand something like that thousands uh, and forty it's, it, it's gone up it went up like like i think it was at opened at like 38 39 000 today and i believe now it's around forty four thousand. and all that because tesla buys 1.1.5 billion and i'm i wonder now that now that tesla has publicly announced if other companies are going to do it as well and going to what james said of crypto maybe becoming the new currency or uh, maybe this is this is the time where the dollar is no longer what is the standard anymore you know in hindsight i think everyone will agree that investing in crypto was probably the best move right when this pandemic hit because we all could have seen you know the economy suffering and money being printed the dollar being valued less and less so, yeah, probably everyone should have invested in crypto too late now. Or is it? Who knows? Maybe uh, let's make a couple predictions. Do we see Bitcoin hitting 100K in the upcoming years? What do you guys think? Okay. And how long would you say that is in a couple of years, in five years' time? And Considering we've seen it go from what? It was like 9,000 summer of 2020 and now is at 45 or so i'd say within a year or two it might break that 100k mark yeah i would say seeing how it's grown i'd probably give it like two years but and i mean it might be less if more like businesses do decide to like do what tesla just did then i would say it's probably a year but if it's just like tesla i don't know two one six months you know see i i actually don't think we're gonna see it hit 100 grand in a few years i think we see it take another drop like it did back in 2018 i believe was the year drop i think we're gonna see another drop and like a major drop like that and only then will it actually maybe hit that 100K. But I don't think with its current trajectory that it will reach 100,000 by the time uh, at, in, the first, in the next foreseeable time. I think we're gonna see a drop in it 
uh, pretty much like it always. Because it's, I believe, from my knowledge, which is very limited, I know it, we see it reach a very high price and it drops back down to a low price and goes back to a high price and goes back down to a low price. And I think that in order for us to even see it reach the 100K, that we need, that's probably going to have to go through at least another drop before it'll finally reach it. And I think uh, that's the hope for a lot of people. I'm assuming a lot of people are going to buy in the next dip. The only problem is recognizing that dip. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. Right. So while we're on the topic of uh, SpaceX or Tesla, forgive me. Um, More like Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. We're on the topic of Elon. Let's talk about SpaceX a little bit. So I don't know if you guys saw the video, but Starship blew up. That's the name of it, right? Starship? Yep. Um. I know they were doing like rapid testing of it. They had a bunch built and they were just trying to test the the landing capabilities, I believe. I think I believe this is only like its third or fourth <laughs> test flight, I believe. I know so far, or maybe it might be its second. Whatever it is, I know for sure um, that they have not successfully successfully landed one on um after doing the test flight. Um, and pretty much, I believe this one, they occurred it to an engine not starting up. So you could basically have to do another uh, rapid disassembly as in that famous video that they did of the uh, Falcon 9 landing on, in the water. I believe they're gonna do another launch here, trying to trying to get this whole belly flop back to vertical thing working right. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I think, you know, some might disagree. But uh, I think they've done awesome with their development of Starship. I think it's going faster than they promised. And it's, it seems, you know, although they have the explosions, you know, it looks bad when something explodes. I, I do believe they learned from those probably more so than in the past. And they're ready to make changes. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more Starship flights. Hopefully they go well in the future. I think with any like spaceship or whatever, there's always going to be an explosion. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that they're doing a good job too, but I mean, I feel like that's expected because like, I mean, I think that there is a lot of research on it, but at the same time, like, I feel like there's not, you know what I mean? It's like one of those topics, I think just like space in general and like getting there and like there's research on it. But like, I feel like it genuinely is like trial and error. Like, I, I get what you're saying. There is like the fundamental, basic, like you know, rocket propulsion research done. But test or not test. SpaceX is developing their own engines, so it's all new stuff. It's all trial and error. Starship has a unique body that no one has really experienced. So maybe that's a new thing. The landing in itself is completely new. Uh, I don't Falcon lands itself, but it's it's a much bigger machine. Um, starship is than falcon so yeah it's all new yeah it's all it's all brand new and they they're overcoming a lot of stuff because uh they're using newer um i don't believe many many uh previous rockets have used methane as a fuel and they and and they and this full this uh these raptor engines that are being used are methane powered because there's lots of methane on mars which is this um which is Elon's goal of to take Starship to Mars. Uh, so that way you have a fuel there. So they're doing lots of very first and they're trying to do a whole bunch of them in a very short amount of time to get this thing going as soon as possible. You know what? 
we're going to see what happens with them. I think, you know, as much as people don't like seeing blow, things blowing up, some people do. I shouldn't say people don't. Everyone likes a good explosion here and there. Um, I think people appreciate it a lot more because, you know, they see an explosion. But back in the day, say if like the Saturn V exploded, you know, it's terrible. People probably would have died. And also that's taxpayer money that's exploding. So I feel like a lot of people would have had a lot of negative feelings about that. We're just wasting money. In this, in the case of SpaceX, this is their money that's blowing up. So people are like, "Yeah, keep doing it." Woo! And some could argue that it's subsidized and all that, but we're not seeing the full impact of like a deficit to the taxpayer with SpaceX, which I'm sure people appreciate. And while we're on the topic of super rich uh, people, such as Elon Musk, let's talk about Jeff Bezos stepping down from Amazon. Did we? Wait, uh, not know this happened when did this happen why did it happen somebody please yeah he's stepping down as ceo he's still taking a position as like the executive chair i believe something like that fact check real quick i believe this came out molly like last tuesday so uh he is stepping down or as ceo and taking the position as executive chair of the amazon board so he'll still have you know plenty of say within that company and how they operate you just won't be as involved in the day-to-day operations, you know, the logistics. So that's going to be interesting to see. I'm kind of surprised. I thought, honestly, I forgot Jeff Bezos was human. So I thought he'd just kind of be the Amazon machine till the end, you know? I mean, honestly, maybe he was like, yeah, I've made enough money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or like, maybe now he wants like more time to, I don't know what he does on his free time, but. What I'd be curious to see is if, like when the when he steps down as CEO, if he takes a more active role in Blue Origin, his space company. Well, that well that was part of the reason why he did step down was he wanted to spend more time with his other companies, um, such as the Day One Fund, uh, Bezos Earth Fund, Blue Origin, Molly's favorite, the Washington Post, um, and his other passions. So I, I think it's just he's been at this helm for so long that he just wants to step down and um, do other things. Hold on, I gotta ask. Why is Washington Post Molly's favorite? It's not. <laughs> I literally don't think that he should own it. I think that that's a sketchy excuse in my language. Oh, uh, I hate the Washington Post. I'm with you, Molly. I mean, like, I don't hate them. I just feel like um, when we were at that conference a few years, or what was it? How long last year? Well, last year. It feels like it's been forever. Um, the guy that like. Oh, was it their editor in chief? Oh, I forget who was talking. Um, someone like you could go to a panel and like ask questions. And this girl is pretty much like, is your content like censored or like, because like it's owned by like someone that's extremely powerful and like a little bit sketchy, like is your content like censored in any way? And he was like, no, but like, you just think about it and it's just like, why should a person, a millionaire, billionaire, whatever, trillionaire, I don't fucking know how much money this guy has, ever be able to own like a newspaper? Like it just shouldn't happen. Like it shouldn't happen. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, uh, you know, historically people who've owned newspapers have been pretty wealthy. Um, considering like newspapers were a need back in the day because he didn't have social media. But 
yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I bet, even though they say he doesn't influence their their media, I'm sure he does in some way. I bet Washington Post was the first news outlet to break that he's stepping down as CEO. I guarantee that, actually. Uh, I don't know. But what we do know was that same day, Amazon said that they'd be having to settle the 60, $61.7 million from withholding tips from their delivery drivers. That um, at least on Business Insider, if we look at if we look at this thing's timeline, Business Insider wrote that article, uh, posted it at least at eight nineteen in the morning, and CNBC had the article that Jeff Bezos was stepping down at four oh five Eastern. So conspiracy, controversy, Molly Likey. Could it be that he's stepping down because of this? Um, you know what we who knows if we'll ne- ever know but it just funny at how a coincidence is that it came out both of these pieces came out on the exact same day i mean i have heard that amazon treats their like employees that work in like the um is it a warehouse not factory yeah, it's like the the f- fulfillment center, fulfillment center. Yeah, they treat them like shit. So I'm like not surprised by that at all. But I mean, like, it's not new that Amazon's like not super great to its employees. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not surprised at all that like he would have withheld tips from his drivers because he like literally like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't really like Amazon. I think it's sketchy. And I do think that like it's kind of like in a light that Walmart was in like what? Probably, like 10 years ago, like when all those stories about Walmart sort of coming out and like how they treat their employees like crap, but like they make so much money, but like, where does it all go? That's definitely like how I feel about Amazon. Yeah. I didn't, that's a good point, Molly. Yeah. Amazon has taken the Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really did. Cause like all this stuff, it was like pretty much almost equivalent to like Walmart was like doing really well. And then employees are coming forward and they were like, this company treats us all like crap. And then, um, and then, like, I don't know, like, Amazon did the exact same thing. Yeah. And there were those stories of Walmart's ruining small businesses and all that. Now Amazon's ruining small businesses. And small businesses can't get a break. Really can't. They can't. So I'm asking you as a question now relating to this kind of. Um, Bezos with this stepping down as CEO. Do you guys think Elon Musk would ever take that same route? Honestly, I think Elon Musk just needs something to do. The man is always bored. So he just, he's constantly making companies or new products simply out of his need for uh, entertainment. I don't see him stepping down. I don't think that he would ever step down. And I think it's more of like a pride and ego thing for him. I think that he wants his name in face on what he does. And I feel like for him, he like takes ownership like for his. So I think for him, he's like, yep, my name's on this company. But like, he's like, but it's me and like, this is it. And so I feel like it's a little bit different. I don't know. Then Bezos. I I also think, I also think the whole, because, um, Elon is the face of the company. He's also the company's PR department at the exact same time. Since well, I think what was it, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about that none of Elon's companies have a PR department. They've shut them all down for marketing, for, for marketing at least. And it's like you look at it, it's like the guy literally is the marketing at the same time. 
He's got the names of his companies plastered on everything. Okay, you look at Tesla, you got their everything's plastered on the gigafactories. They're plastered on all of the electric chargers. They're plastered everywhere. So the guy doesn't need any advertisement from there. SpaceX, he's getting advertisement every time they go launch a rocket. Uh, so I don't know. And, you know, this is going to be a time will tell kind of thing. It's like, if you, I actually was watching a thing not that long ago of, Jeff Bezos when Amazon first went public in 97, 98, uh, how he was saying, oh, it's just going to be a bookstore. And and how and you could and when you could have bought the share at like $10 a share. And now it's what like, yeah, their stock today closed at $3,322. So my the, the the thing I I've been I've wondered is. Are, who, what's going to be that next company that we see that's going to be something like this? Uh, will it be? It, it, is it like a company that's all in e-commerce, or is it going to be a totally different company where it's it starts out small and now has come into this huge thing that everyone knows about? I just got to bring this up. On in May in 1997, you could buy Amazon for less than two dollars a share. Yikes! <laughs> yikes! <laughs> if only yikes. I was alive a little sooner. I know, literally. Damn. Yeah, the 52-week high was $3,552.25. We're kind of seeing Tesla take the same route. You know, they're just blowing up in price, and they continue to do so. So, because Well, yes, Tesla stocks at... Uh, Tesla stocks 52-week high was $900 a share. Mm-hmm. And this is after their, their split. You know, they issued more shares. Price went down quite a bit. I think before they did that, the price was near the two thousand mark. They are they've never hit two thousand um, dollars. So back when everyone had the stock crash of twenty twenty, they went down to a hundred dollars a share, and pretty much have just been climbing up since uh, since then. Well, anyway, like I was saying, yeah, Tesla's growing, um, especially with you know things like uh, GM saying they're going to be making only electric cars by twenty thirty five. I expect Tesla to continue to grow, especially if they release more products. And the government is also going to start procuring only electric electric vehicles. I don't think it's from any distributor. I think it's just all depends. It's, it's an American company. Just American company, okay. Because Biden matters. has signed the Buy America deal, where you have where it's buying American products before you buy international products. I kind of like that. I do. The problem is, have you actually looked at, into how many things that are are actually uh, made in America that are assembled from parts outside of America? It's quite a lot. So doing that, you'd have to bring back a whole bunch. Of, you're bringing back manufacturing of items that we've now done offsite that now has to be brought inside. So we'll see what happens. And that's kind of what Trump wanted to do. You know, he wanted to bring back production to America. So it's it's kind of interesting to see Biden also wanting to do that. I don't think Biden ever showed support for that during the, the campaign. So I don't know. A little interesting. I, I don't know. The big thing for me, the big thing with the electric cars is um, everyone's saying, oh, these things are so much better for the environment. And yet there's a picture out there uh, where it, there's a guy with charging his electric bike yes it's an electric bike but the car, cars are going to be the same thing connected to the grid and the grid is coal power coal powered 
So you're still having to burn fossil fuels to get to the energy to make it. And plus, you've also got to create batteries. And the whole battery process is not the cleanest process ever. So when they say you're going to, it's so much greener, it's like, it's just a false advertising of all you're doing is changing how the, how you have to burn fossil fuels. And instead of changing it from the car, you're just changing it to a power plant. Yeah, I agree. And especially in, you know, the United States, we don't have much renewable, uh, renewable energy here. I know there's, you know, there are big parts of the country that are solar powered and wind powered and whatnot. But like nuclear energy, we are severely lacking compared to a country like France. You know, France has nearly all their energy from nuclear power. So I can see how they would drive green in France if they had Teslas. But you're driving a Tesla in America. You're not really driving green. You're driving mostly off natural gas or coal. Well, and then you look at the case for Molly, at least. Let's say let's say she had an electric car. She couldn't have charged yesterday without because her power went out. So then, when we have power outages, what are people going to do? They're going to get have to get their gas powered generators out to charge their electric car to go anywhere, right? So, um, to be fair to this argument, though, when someone buys a Tesla, this isn't every electric car. This is mostly Teslas. Okay. So when someone buys a Tesla, they're not only going to get the Tesla, they're going to get the supercharger for their house so they can charge it in their garage. If they have okay. some extra money laying around, they're going to get the solar panels that are in, with uh, Tesla Solar City, you know, so they can get free power for their car. So that's what I, I'd like to think most people do who get Teslas. I do see a lot of people around at least my neighborhood with solar panels on the roof. I don't know if they're driving Teslas. I haven't paid that much attention, but okay, but. That's the ideal scenario in my how many How many days a year are you, do you guys have sunny days? Well, they've developed solar panels that can collect energy through clouds now. You know, it's not as efficient, of course, but... Okay, but for so exam, for example, in Washington, we have, it's, we have more cloudy days than we have sunny days in a year. Well, also, he's in Minnesota, though. I don't know. I feel like North Dakota was pretty freaking sunny, even like when it was like negative two degrees outside. Like it, the sun shines. I mean, I understand for like Washington because it is super rainy in like Oregon as well. But like, I feel like in New England, there are a lot of people that have solar power and like we have our fair share of like rainy or snowy days. But I mean, compared to all the sunny days, I mean, it must be. Because can't they conserve energy now through solar panels too? If you yeah, know. mostly when they have the, the solar power thing, they also have a battery bank that stores it and the power they produce and don't use actually goes back into the grid and they get money from that. Mm-hmm. So, ide- you know, the ideal scenario is every American will have solar panels on the roof. You know, they can fully charge whatever they need. They can get as much electricity as they need and they can even get some money back. Mm-hmm. But to make that happen requires some serious money. You know, it's not cheap to go put some solar panels up and to install a battery bank and a supercharger and to get a Tesla. So uh, that's that's the big dilemma. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens, because like we look at California, for example, and they have the rolling blackouts from time to time because. In summer, they run out of electricity. From time to time. They have it nearly every damn day in the summer. (laughs) It's terrible in California, their grid. But how do you have an electric car in California with no power? Yeah, 
it's a good question. And I think that's that, Ben, I don't know. (laughs) I think, I think that's why Tesla's focusing on, you know, they are a global brand now. They are making cars in China and Germany and whatnot. But I do think the real target market, the real focus, at least initially was California. And there are a lot of well-off people in California. So with the rolling blackouts, I feel like the people who do have Teslas probably have the solar panels there. And they probably were fine during the blackout. I don't know how that works. I I don't know. Well, you know what? It's one of those things where only time will tell what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So to finish talking up about some brands, you know, we've been talking about Amazon and Tesla, SpaceX. We also have a Gorilla Google dilemma. I know that doesn't relate to all this stuff, but uh, uh, some some lady decided to style her hair with Gorilla Glue, and I'm sure. It looked fabulous. I'm sure it lasted a long time, but uh, now there's some lawsuits happening. It's honestly confusing. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, honestly, she's such a moron for doing that in the first place. Like, I would never. Who does that? I don't know. Who does that? Crazy people. Well, I guess one person did. Dude, like, why? You're gonna have to shave your head now. Like, I As I've heard it, apparently. Uh, she put it in her hair because she ran out of hair. It's on TikTok. Let me listen to it. Oh, yes. The most yeah. wise of all sources. The good old TikTok. By the way, it's a three minute video and you, oh, you probably want to watch it. And apparently she's lived with it for at least a month. <laughs> oh. I don't know why I was surprised, but you know, I, I'm still surprised. That's crazy. Just imagine walking around with a, a lump of glue on your head. Oh, for a I, month. Can't. I can't. Well, the, the, well, it's not it's not actually gorilla glue. It was a gorilla glue spray, is what it looks like. And she basically used it as um, like hairspray. Yeah. Wow, is that? Why would even I know? Not to use Gorilla Glue as a hairspray product. Well, if you want to do it, great. You use it once and then you're going to sh- shave the hair off your head. But I'm like, why would you even have it, Molly? As someone, I know you do lots of stuff with your hair. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason to have the Gorilla Glue next to any of your hair products? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what like, that would be in my bathroom. I mean, that's yeah. right here. Um, no, it should not be near any of your products. And I'm also not sure how you get that confused with anything. No, she's just dumb. And I stand I, for that. <laughs> I also feel like Gorilla Glue would be comparable in price, if not more expensive than the hairspray. Probably more expensive. Isn't Gorilla Glue like kind of pricey? Uh, it depends on what you get. But I, I do know like the little bottles that you can get with the, the super glue aren't cheap. So I from mean, this one. That's like an adhesive. We see it. That yeah. one is ten ninety nine, and it's fourteen ounces. So I mean, it's not that expensive. But also, this bottle, there's a it's a orange, and not one of my hair products has ever been orange. And I've gone through my fair share of like trying a bunch of crap. Also, How much is a, a can of hairspray? A monkey on it. Um, probably about the same price. Okay. Depending but still- on the brand. You're not going to find the Gorilla Glue adhesive next to the hairspray bottles in the store to begin with. Though. No, there's oh. literally a monkey on this bottle that has Gorilla on it. And it's like, 
you'd see that. A heavy-duty, multi-purpose, easy-to-use adhesive. Right. Forms a clear, permanent bond that is moisture-resistant and photo-safe. Wow. Yep, that's the only reaction to this one, folks. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, Super Bowl happens Sunday. Do we care? I don't know. I'm only saying that because I don't. I watched some of the ads. Tom Brady won again. Oh, my God. My favorite commercial. It wasn't me. Please tell me you guys saw that one. The witch? With, it had, like, Cheetos. And it's like, wasn't me. And they're like, even Connor, like, I don't know. Let me, can you find it? <laughs> Please. Um, I'll look it up, too. <laughs> it's we'll this so... Funny. I was cracking up and maybe it was just because I was like a little bit overtired, but it was so funny. Okay. I found it with the one with uh, Ashton Kutcher yeah. and Shaggy. And at, yeah. And at the end he goes, that's never worked before. <laughs> Did you steal my Cheetos again? Just tell him it wasn't you. But I caught you at the counter. It wasn't me. So you snacking on the sofa? Wasn't me. You even had him in the shower. It wasn't me. I even caught you on camera. You're the one who brought the access to your snacks. Don't talk surprised that you sneak behind your back. You gotta keep tabs before she emptied up. But let's review the situation. Orange fingers, red flag. To keep you on stash, you gotta hide it better. If she asks where they are, you say forget her. Never admit to a word. And please don't upset her. And if she keep on snacking, I guess you will let her. Well, did you? Wasn't me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the first time that's ever worked. New Cheetos Crunch Pop Mix. That's pretty good. Honestly, that one I cracked up last night, probably because I think that song's so funny, but I just thought the entire thing was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. That was my favorite, I think. There weren't that many. It's This wasn't, this Super Bowl didn't have like the usual amount of good ads as you they usually do like i think um, a lot of companies pulled out on doing an ad like like budweiser i don't think they did an ad they usually do one every Yeah, because they usually have the uh the budweiser the horse the horses pulling the uh trailer or the wells fargo people and you know what it could just be is a lot of these companies didn't do well last year and don't have the disposable income to do it or they figured no one would watch the Super Bowl or no one cared enough. Either or. How did the Super Bowl do in terms of like viewership compared to last year? Um, how funny you bring that up. I'm actually looking it up right now. Uh, ratings didn't come in. Uh, last year's Super Bowl um, appeared to have a, over 100 million viewers. That's it, nearly, is that nearly like how many people are in the United States? I know it's a silly question, but that it's like one in four, right? There's like 400 million, 328. Okay. That's somewhat close. Yeah. But it's still the highest one was the uh, Patriots Seahawks one in 2015, 114 million people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing, you know, I don't think one in three of my friends watched the Super Bowl this year. So I can see their viewership maybe declined i don't know 
What'd you think though of the uh, halftime show? I didn't watch it. I heard well, that was the weekend. I That's mean, it. I thought that it it was fine, but I wasn't like super impressed by it. But I also like didn't hate it. I was just like, it was just another Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, like it wasn't like controversial. <laughs> what did I just say? What was <laughs> in my mouth. Sleepy day. Oh my god, uh, it wasn't like anything scandalous. It's not sparking any controversy. It was very like. It's just another show. Like it was just like for me. I think his voice sounded good. Like it's not like he sounded like a dying whale or anything. Although I do love when that happens. Um, no, he sounded great. It was like a good show, but I wasn't like. Yes, or like, ooh, God, no. It was just a show. See? Just a show, just no, man. I, I like the weekend, you know, but I was like, I'll I'll spit a controversial take. Get Tom Brady out. He's done. Retire, <laughs> man. He's what never he going to until he loses again. I know, and <laughs> it's because he has grunk. So to be honest, I genuinely think if it was just Brady that um transferred to that team or whatever without Gronk, I don't think they would have done as well. But him and Gronk literally work so well together. And like you also now have Gronk to help like shape and train your other players. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'll be honest, I I don't care for football. My only interpretation is that Tom Brady needs to have someone else give it a go, you know? At this point, it's a little selfish. <laughs> I mean, but are you surprised? I'm not surprised at all. Like, I definitely no. think that Tom Brady probably is, like, has a huge ego. I think he is so self-centered. I mean, but I feel like, whatever, it's his career and, like... Yeah, if it isn't broken, don't don't right. fix it. So, I mean, I think he'll play, like, until he, like, loses either once or, like, twice in a row. But going. But speaking of that, uh, speaking of the whole uh, of football, I was actually surprised that they actually were able to make it through the whole season without having to cut it early. I, I no. would... I was I was I would have put money on it saying that something was going to happen in September that was going to basically end the end the year for them. I want to say I was surprised, but but the amount of resources these sports organizations have, it's I feel like it's not too hard to keep people isolated, keep everything on track and organized. Yeah, but there were a lot of times where they had to postpone games. Right. Also, like, I thought I had heard, like, at the beginning of the season that, like, if a player had COVID, they just, like, weren't allowed to play, like, in the game. And I think one of the blessings of football is, like, how much of a team you do have. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like football teams are always so big. I don't Oh, know. yeah. The bench is stacked. Right. So I feel like even with COVID, when you're playing football, like, they were able to have a player to maybe even three to four out because of COVID, but still be able to, like, play as a team because of how many subs they have. Well, that- I, think there was, I think there was one team that actually ran out of people one time. I don't remember who it was. If, yeah, I mean, if the outbreak was on the team, that like makes sense. And it like wasn't just like a specific person or case that makes sense. But I feel like at least the ones I heard about, maybe it was the Patriots that I was like re- specifically referring to. But 
they like only had a couple players catch it at once. So they were like, well, you just can't play right now. It'll be interesting to see what in what hockey, uh, what happens with uh, the UND hockey team now that they're out of their bubble now and what's going to happen with that. Yeah, switching from uh, national sports to UND, we've had some interesting games. Um, men's hockey lost against Omaha, sadly. That's all right, guys. You'll get them in the next one. Men's basketball was sort of split. Two losses, one win. Women's basketball also split. couple losses, couple wins. Women's soccer with the win. Men's tennis, a uh, couple losses with the win. Women's tennis split as well. A loss and a win. Overall, you know, you'll get them in the next one. Some tough losses, but come back bigger and stronger. Learn from it. Keep killing them. As we do at UND, we brace the cold. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Dakota Student Podcast. We uh, look forward to, you know, talking next week. And remember, don't put Gorilla Glue in your hair. Thanks again. <laughs> <laughs>